Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This is a true crime podcast and is not suitable for all audiences. Please use discretion. Claudia Lawrence, it is now nearly three months since Claudia, you'll remember of course the 35-year-old chef from York, vanished without a trace and despite detectives working around the clock, her disappearance is still a complete mystery. The police fear the worst, that Claudia may indeed have been murdered, but we simply don't know and you can imagine it's agonising for her family. It's July 2009 and Claudia Lawrence has been missing since the 18th of March. Her family are desperately concerned. The North Yorkshire Police have involved hundreds of police officers in her investigation and the media are still as gripped to the case as they were four months earlier. But then a 999 call was placed by a 26-year-old man from Selby in England and in the call he told police that he had found the body of Claudia Lawrence under a bush. My name's Naomi Channel and this is episode three of Her Name Was Claudia Lawrence. North Yorkshire police took this claim very seriously, but it soon transpired to be a hoax from a very sick individual. This man was arrested and he received a conditional discharge and was ordered to pay court costs. He was drunk at the time he made the phone call. In November 2009, four months after that hoax call was made, the family was subjected to another hoax. This time it came in the form of a message on Facebook on a group that was designed to help find Claudia. The post was put up on the group's page from a fake profile, pretending to be her. The post, which includes poor grammar, read, Hi everyone, just let you be aware that I'm okay and I am safe and sound. Speak to you all soon, Claudia. The message ends with three X's. The police traced the post back to an 18-year-old man who was living in Didcot in the county of Oxfordshire, England. At the time of the arrest, Claudia's father Peter said that he never believed the note was from his daughter, but he was upset by the incident. He followed up by saying, I am pleased there has been a resolution to it, but it was very distressing at the time 
the police have managed to find out who it was, but they had to waste a lot of time on it when they could have been doing something more valuable. It has upset me. It is a terrible thing for someone to do. The teenager was never named and a reason for doing this was never made public, but he was cautioned. Police time wasn't the only thing being spent in this investigation. The cost of the investigation, by this time, eight months after Claudia had gone missing, had reached £558,000, with £90,000 spent in the first 12 days of the investigation. Here, it's worth noting some statistics about women who have been murdered. Research from the House of Commons conducted in the 1990s shows that 80% of females who were murdered knew their killer. For males, that number was significantly lower, at 50%. Almost 50% of females killed were murdered by their former or current partners. It was around this same time that the police announced they were going to be speaking with former partners of Claudia. This is where rumours and gossip started to gather momentum. But let's go back a little. Claudia was a single woman in her 30s. She was pretty, chatty and loved to socialise. And she did have male friends and lovers, like many other single women in their 30s. There was a strong common connection for many of the men that she dated. They drank at her local pub, the Nags Head. It was just four doors down from her house. From the outside, the pub looks like a very typical pub in the north of England. There are picnic tables out the front along the road. It's painted blue and it has rooms to rent on the top floor. The landlord at the time of her disappearance was a man called Simon George Foreman. He goes by his middle name, George. You might recognise his name from the first episode. He was the man who accompanied Peter Lawrence, Claudia's father, to her flat the day after she went missing. It's worth stating here that George has said that he never had anything more than a friendship with Claudia. In March 2009, just days after Claudia went missing, her home and the pub were searched by police. The police mentioned nothing of interest from that initial search, but in June 2009, three months after she went missing, the police searched the pub again. The search involved 11 police officers and two sniffer dogs with their handlers, who were trained in searching for bodies. They left with items in evidence bags for forensic testing. This search of the pub put the rumour mill into overdrive. People were gossiping. George, the landlord, spoke to the press about these rumours at the time. He said that he was sick of all the rumours generated by the search. The rumours included George being arrested and a body being found in the cellar. In reality, the police had taken a mattress protector, a sheet and a pillow from one of the guest rooms after a speck of blood was found on it. At the time, George gave this statement to the press. He said, Everything that is being said about me is a load of rubbish. I haven't been arrested and I'm pretty sick of everything at the moment. I just want to get on with running my pub and helping the police in every way I can to help find Claudia. I have no idea what's happened to her. George also had a wife who lived in the pub with him. He said that she found the whole situation upsetting. He also said that he thought the blood could have been anything, including a nosebleed from a previous guest. The pub had five guest rooms and the amount of people staying there was vast. They did not take the actual mattress. 
The search was done with a warrant and no advance warning was given to George or any of the pub staff. The police did comment on the search, but they were vague and did not comment on the findings of the search, leading everyone to believe that nothing of major significance was found. The police continued to investigate the relationships that Claudia had been in. They left no stone unturned and contacted men that she had been in a relationship with more than 20 years earlier, in her teenage years. But their main, concentrated focus were her relationships from the past five years. They described Claudia as having complex relationships. It soon came to light that one of those relationships had been with a man called Lee Horwell. At the time, he was 38 years old and he had been married to his childhood sweetheart. He ran a scrap metal merchant's in the York area and he embarked on an affair with Claudia, which ultimately broke up his marriage. His wife Beth, who was a nurse and the mother of his two children, told the press, quote, It was a horrible time and it did break up my marriage. It was never what I expected. Lee and I had been together since we were 18. I thought we were set for life, so it was very, very difficult. I don't think it went on that long, a couple of months perhaps. Lee told me because he couldn't live with himself. We did try and patch it up. We went to relate and all those things, but it was no good. I could never understand it. She was younger than me, prettier than me, so why did she pick Lee? She could have had her pick, couldn't she? This affair had taken place two and a half years before Claudia went missing. It was suspected that the affair only went on for a couple of months before Lee's conscience got the better of him and he confessed to his wife. His wife admitted that the police came to question her a month after Claudia's disappearance, but nothing significant was discussed. The police believe she kept a lot of her private life secret. And that's not a crime. Many people do. Other people were questioned and people had a lot to say. And those people weren't just local people or friends and family. It was also the national media. They speculated about her love life and would even question her family when they came on to television shows to make appeals. In this clip, we can hear Claudia's sister, Ali, who we mentioned in the first episode. This was her first time on TV talking about her sister, and I think she did remarkably well. She's been interviewed by John Stapleton, a veteran broadcaster on former UK-British TV show GMTV. What's your view of the way she's been portrayed in the media? I think it's just so unfair. She's not around to defend herself. I think it's all been, you know, escalated. It's all been taken, it's almost gone out of control. She, you know, she's single, she's, she has had boyfriends, but you know, she's, she's not nasty. She's not gone out to hurt people. And um, I just worry that some people may read these stories and believe them and, you know, it could even hold someone back from, you know, giving us vital information to help us find Claudia because they think, you know, she doesn't deserve to be found or something. And I'd hate, I mean, I don't think, I think the majority of people are, you know, do want to help, but, you know, I wouldn't want it to hold someone back from helping. Just before this interview took place in March 2010, a year after Claudia went missing, there was a new piece of information that came to light. 
John mentions here in the next clip that she had a relationship, a long-term relationship. That was not the case. She was seeing men, but there was no serious relationship. And then the police revealed that she was with someone just two nights before she went missing. And what's your, what's your response to this latest revelation from the police within the last uh, day or so, that uh, they've only just discovered that two days before she disappeared, she was with, spent a long time, well into the night, well to about mm. four o'clock in the morning, mm. with, a, with another man they didn't know about. She had a long-term mm. relationship with one man. Mm. Uh, this is another man uh, they hadn't known about until this point. Um, I don't know that much about it because um, it only came to light yesterday when I was travelling down. I mean, the police phoned me and told me about it yesterday afternoon just before I set off. But, um, but I mean, it could be vital information again. And it just shows that um, a year on, I mean, people should still be coming forward with information. They shouldn't be, you know, frightened that, oh, it doesn't matter now because, you know, it's you know, a year later. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because another thing the police said, of course, is that one thing that's characterised this entire investigation is people's reluctance to come forward mm. and be candid about mm. things. Now, mm. I'm puzzled. Why should that be, do you think? Well, I know that some people, if they were in relationships and had a relationship with Claudia, I'm sure that, you know, they'll want to save the, their existing relationships. But I think they need to put that aside because, you know, there's a police investigation on and it's a serious case and you know they need to come forward you know put that to one side and come forward and help. Police never gave the name of this man and even if she had had several different relationships on the go at one time this did not mean that she should have gone missing or that harm should have come to her. Whilst the British press were helping Claudia's family in keeping her name out there and keeping the appeals alive, there were some outlets that were writing awful things about Claudia. Someone who claimed to be Claudia's friend anonymously went to a tabloid newspaper in Britain. They sold a story on her and told the paper about her love life. This is the headline. Missing chef Claudia Lawrence got a kick out of married men and had 40 mystery lovers, claims friend. This friend was a man. That's all we know about him. Someone that was local to Claudia and also drank in the Nags Head pub. Here it is again, that pub. I would really hope that if that ever happened to me, my friends would go to the police with vital information and not tabloids like this friend. So whilst all these rumours were circulating, her family was still at home, living in hell, waiting for their daughter and sister to come home. Time went on, the first Christmas passed without her, and then her first birthday. It's a really difficult time. It's been, you know, it's been a difficult year. And um, it, it was very raw at the start, and with it being the anniversary, it, just brings all of that back and we've also had Claudia's birthday recently so no it's hard. Then came another hoax message this time in the form of text messages. What it said on those texts started a four-day search in the village of Heslington in North Yorkshire which resulted in nothing. The texts were from a man called Richard O'Rourke who was a former York resident and he had sent texts to a policewoman and a barmaid giving a precise location of where he said he had put Claudia's body. 
These messages were sent on the first anniversary of Claudia's disappearance and sparked a four-day search that cost the North Yorkshire Police over £13,000 and a total of 390 hours of police time. The text messages were horrifying. The first one he sent to barmaid Alison Hall and he said the following, quote, I know where Claudia Lawrence is buried. Y-O-10-5-E-F. I've just told you where she is. Third field after the sports field. I put her there. The outgang in Heslington, York. The following day, he texted PC Jane Pickworth. She was actually investigating Richard O'Rourke at the time for harassing a local estate agent. His message to her wrote, Why don't you listen to me? I know where Claudia Lawrence is. The outgang, Heslington. I put her there. You're next. I found you on the internet. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This was yet another blow for Claudia's family. We all know there are strange and evil people out there. But these hoaxes were so frequent and they had to be taken seriously. Months passed. Leads were coming in constantly, often resulting in nothing. But then one came in in June 2010, 15 months after Claudia went missing. Police received a tip-off that Claudia might be or had been at a property in a small town called Ellerton, which was half an hour's drive south of Heworth, where Claudia had lived. The search took two days and consisted of over 20 police officers who searched the property as well as nearby fields. Specialists were also carrying out searches in underground drainage systems that surrounded the house. Sadly, like all the other searches before this one, no evidence of significance was found in relation to Claudia. I hope you're keeping up. You can see how complex and how vast this search was for Claudia. It's a crazy story, and the truth is we're not even halfway through yet. Every time I speak to Claudia's mother, Joan, this all goes through my head. She's lived this, this has been her life, and it's still ongoing. In July 2010, 16 months after Claudia's disappearance, the police decided to scale back their investigation. The case went from having 100 active officers on the case to just seven. At this time, another house was searched, this time in a village in North Yorkshire called Thornton Lydale. This came after yet another line of inquiry was established. Rumours were still circulating and these resulted in many searches that found nothing, including this one. But then, another body was found. This time, it was a female in her mid-thirties. The body had been found in a river, just 15 minutes away from Claudia's home. 
This podcast was written and produced by me, Naomi Channel, with contribution from Claudia's mother, Joan Lawrence. Episode 4 is out now and available to listen to. See you there.